Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording episode number 97, Above the Butcher Shop, with my man Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. What up, D? Not much, not much. I uh, had a good weekend. Had uh, the kids' first uh, t-ball, so that was pretty exciting. Um, having both my boys on the same team for t-ball was pretty cool. Watching them run around and uh, getting to coach my best friend's kids, too. It was pretty cool day opening day the previous week got rained out for all you guys listening san diego's had a ton of horrible weather for the past two months uh it's been raining a lot and uh i mean not a lot for most people but for southern california people it's been raining a lot so i'm happy to have some sunshine (coughs) coming up and um you know we're just uh happy that people are gonna start barbecuing again because with this rain people don't fucking barbecue at all sucks absolutely we've had more rain this year in 2019 than we did in all of last year which is uh kind of nuts for us but everything is green which is kind of cool and uh today we have another repeat (laughs) guest um you only get a invite again if you're a badass and today's guest is a certain badass he uh corbin o'reilly uh corbin's q He's been on the podcast before. I re-listened to the episode. Um, we've come a long way, all of us, I think, since then, which is kind of the cool thing about podcasting. You can see where we were um, at that time. And you have a barbecue restaurant that, on the last time you were on the podcast, you were just about to get open. You were actually in your soft opening. And here you are again. You've participated in Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival twice now. Yes, sir. And uh, also Del Mar Barbecue Championship. We're grateful for that. Uh, You also brought a couple of your team members, Sam, who's doing the digital marketing. Shout out to Sam over there and uh, Josh, who's doing your catering. Josh actually was a part of uh, Maynard's Barbecue, set up right next to you at SV Barbecue Fest, and now he's doing your catering. Look how the world works. It's all good people. Got to surround ourselves with them, and hats off to... uh that's off to you guys. Oh, come on. You're the, you're the guy with the cold cock whiskey. You, second, second time you brought whiskey to the podcast. Well, got to wake up somehow. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I even wore pants this time too. So that was... That's, that's, that's a double, that. <laughs> double positive for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us, man. So you started your restaurant. Is it what you expected? Wow. Um I think to like recap a bit too, not only did I start a restaurant, I also like started kind of a national beer truck company at the same time too. Right. So you're kind of crazy if you open like start a business and then I guess you're really crazy if you start like going two at the same time. Right. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been different. This whole restaurant life, what a wild industry. Um, It's definitely, you know, broke me in some certain ways. I mean, you, you can only build up. Right. And uh, having that focus, that determination is definitely something that, uh, that I got to carry every day. So farmer's markets were your gig. That's what you did. That's what you loved. Being with the people, giving them good food, and then they did a lot of catering. Going to the restaurant, I think a lot of people make really, really good barbecue. Then they go to the restaurant, and it's hard to scale it, right? It's hard to make sure that it's good all the time and then that you keep it warm and you keep it, you know, uh, consistent all the time. What have you found were some of your biggest or hardest things that you've had to overcome? Ooh, the hard part is staff. Staff is, uh, is definitely been, um, pretty interesting, uh, getting those guys all dialed in, uh, a lot of other like planning, um, just getting all those different details has just been like 
quite the headache. Well, <laughs> what, kind, what, kind of issue, what kind of issues with staff? I mean, are we talking about finding quality talent, like hiring or training or all of it? Or <laughs> too much it. staff and keeping payroll too yeah, high? Or? Great, yeah. yeah, like all of the above. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why so the hair just many, keeps growing. How many, how many staff at the restaurant? Um, I think at one point we got up to like 20. Now we're down to like 15. Okay. Um, uh, we're getting closer to like 20 again too, but a lot of, more like part-time. And we have like the youngest crew we've ever had so far. Okay. But yet like morale. Has like, like young meaning 16 with a work permit or eight over 18? Uh, mostly like over 18. Mostly over 18. So. Because we'll, 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 we'll hire. Like yeah, we'll hire 16-year-olds. Some some of the best workers we've ever had have been 16, 17-year-olds. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Some that really show that maturity yeah. too. And then keeping them on that path is kind of interesting Huge. too. So. It's fun. Um, but yeah, furthermore, taking that staff to like the training level. I mean, now I have like the entire like uh, salad cooler is just photos of all of our food so that yes. we can serve our food. The really, same way? Yeah. Really, it's about <laughs> making that like staff not have to think about as much stuff. Because yes. If it was just you, if it was just me, if it was just Derek, like our barbecue would go out the same perfect way every time. But we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of times people don't understand, too, what I try to express to my employees is if you wouldn't eat it, don't put it out. If you're not going to take pride in what it looks like and how, you know, how it tastes, don't put it out. And you're probably not going to work for me for much longer. It's really, really important to make sure that we're consistent. And like you said, you're a visual person. I am, too. So having those pictures up there, like this is what it looks like. This is how it should go out every single time. So that's pretty, pretty cool that you're doing that for your employees and making sure that they're, they're con consistent. You know, having a young staff is probably pretty hard you know we we've uh had a lot of young employees here ourselves and you know sean alluded to the younger 16 and up one of my coolest little employees right now bubba he i mean the kid's rat you know he's six 16 um had to get a work permit and stuff but i mean the, the kid grinds you know and it's like i can't wait to see what he does next i probably won't be able to hold on to him right because he's gonna go out he's gonna go to college he's gonna go do his thing but it's kind of cool to be a part of their lives and kids that show that work ethic is who we want to be a part of. We want to be a part of it. Like I want to be a part of his life. He loves fishing. I want to take him fishing. I want to do stuff with them to kind of give him that outlet for, for those things. It's pretty cool. You're not as much talking about, you know, giving someone a job. You're right. talking about providing. And at a certain point as an entrepreneur, you become a provider for people. Whether you're providing for your family, it's kind of a separate thing, but then you're providing for other families and that's very deep stuff. Right. And if that's not getting you out of bed, then, what will I, I literally say that all the time to myself. It's I work for my employees and I literally have when I come to work, the reason why I work so hard, the reason why I'm here all the time is because they count on me and I need to provide for them. And that weighs on me all the time. And I want to do the best I can. I want to be the best Derek I can be for my team. And it's really, really important as an entrepreneur to make sure you do that. That Bubba guy, you know, years from now, hey, maybe he's starting his own boat. Right. And he's giving you that call, yep. um, you know, getting getting more advice from you and stuff. So you do, you do Corbin's Q. You guys are by San Diego State doing the restaurant. And then you think, hey, I got this idea with some trucks. And I can put beer in these trucks. And you start a new company at the same time. Talk about that. What, what, what made you want to do it? Did you, I mean, obviously you probably had a you know, a fond liking for beer and, and wanted to be in that industry. So what made you, how'd you even come up with that tap truck and all that, all that fun stuff? Cause it's 
a genius idea. I didn't think it would ever be legal, but it's rad. <laughs> really, really cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, one of a kind tap truck, and just how the how much the brand has exploded is just powerful stuff. Uh, yeah, we started off originally here in San Diego, and then we started licensing a lot of licensees. Um, we're in talks, actually, uh, international talks, really too. That's awesome. So shout out to good old France right there. <laughs> yeah, got some dudes in we're closing England. closing deals in France and England, <laughs> piece by piece. I you love know? it. It's all about finding like the right people and the right people we want to trust and using the brand for sure. Um, currently, we're at fifteen licensees. Wow. I knew at one point this show would get to this point. Hopefully the whiskey bottle doesn't doesn't take care of it. <laughs> we have Tap Truck New England, Tap Truck North Carolina, Tap Truck Buffalo, Tap Truck New Orleans, Tap Truck Savannah. We have Tap Truck Houston, Tap Truck San Antonio, Tap Truck Arizona, Tap Truck um, now California is where it gets fun. Yeah. We have San Diego. We also run Orange OC ourselves. Uh, we have um, Inland Empire, uh, San Gabriel Valley. We have Tap Truck LA, Tap Truck Slow, Tap Truck Sencal out of Fresno, Tap Truck Central Valley out of Turlock, and Tap Truck NorCal out of Sacramento. Wow, good for you, man. And that's all the public stuff. That's so. that's rad. I had no idea you guys had, had expanded that that far. Simple. So are those all individual licensees, or are those all individual franchises? So um, like the business owner contacts you to buy a license? Yeah, so we're, we're going the license route because one thing is... We didn't want to go the franchise uh, the franchise road because ABC laws change so much. Sometimes by the county, more well, sure you're talking international state. too. So yeah, so um, so however we can help them get to our San Diego level and get to our like numbers. Mm -hmm. It's all about coaching the family, um, pushing you know wherever they need help at. Some of them have awesome marketing backgrounds and they know how to run that and and be selling at that point. So are they they're using tap truck with the location so they own like that area the license yeah. for that area license to use the brand in that area okay. and with that becomes like a lot of benefits you know their success is our success it's all about we have a, a big playbook for them and they have our constant support whether awesome. it be about like beer systems to how to have like the the conversation with them so with somebody some listening clients. to this podcast if they do barbecue and they want to start a tap truck they can contact you com. Boom. Look at that. And okay. Yeah, so before we go further, explain tap truck. Um, so <clears throat> it's uh, beer trucks. Okay. But beer trucks can be so much more than that. And it's called the tap truck because I've tapped hot chocolate. I've tapped uh, <laughs> we can hot tap cider. Margarita, margarita mix. Yeah, hot cider. I did that for December nights. Have here you topped whiskey? Um, we can. <laughs> uh, December nights. You I'm did not December sick, nights? Sean. I'm not sick. You did December nights. Um, December nights. That what you uh, said? Yeah, we did hot chocolate, and we also did um, uh, hot chocolate, hot cider. Rad. We also did cold brew coffee. Did you do barbecue at December nights? Yeah, we did. Really? You're a madman. Yeah. December nights is nuts. Well, that's another story we should loop back. <laughs> <laughs> December nights, for those of you listening, it's a festival that they put on in Balboa Park, which is this huge, incredible park in the cent central San Diego. And um, right before Christmas, a weekend before, they do two nights, a Friday night and a Saturday night, where they essentially, it's, it's turned into a food festival, um, beer festival, wine festival, uh, just kind of a celebration. And it's turned into, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that are up there. It's How just, long have you been a part of it, Sean? Because you live I've, right up there. So, so you yeah, we walk. Thing, so right? we walk 
since actually since I moved into Bankers Hill in 2006, we've been going every year up to it to the point where now we'll go before the event starts because there's so many. So it's like like you feel like if you've ever want to feel like a salmon, like go to that event because yeah. that's how salmon swim upstream, salmon swim downstream, and it's like it is unbelievably nuts. And all the vendors there, I mean. I don't know how the health department gets gets away with checking all those vendors because it's next to impossible. But the ones that are killing it, you know, the Tarantinos, they're set up there, they're crushing right. it. Bernadette. You know, yeah, Bernadette. Um, but it's very impressive. It's I know impressive that I made the mistake one time. My dad bought a house in Point Loma, and it's down there. We went there for the 4th of July to watch fireworks. And I don't, it's probably close to the same amount of capacity. There's a ton of people down there. Leaving... Point Loma to get out of there took me two hours just to get to the freeway, which is, I don't know, what do you wow. say? A uh, mile and a half? Two miles? From, yeah. Two miles. Two miles took me two hours to get out <laughs> of that place. And that's where that, that uh, you know, December lights is and stuff. And it's it's cool, though. It's it's cool for the community. It's cool for people. Um, Uber is probably your best best bet to do Uber is definitely there. the best bet. But what I, what I love about Corbin is that he finds opportunities. I had no idea you were even there. Um, if you were, I would have gone there and requested you to sing on Behind the Smoke or something cool. But like the fact that you're there, you see opportunity, and that's how you've grown your business from a farmer's market to now that you're doing vending, but you're also, it turned into a restaurant. And, you know, Tap Truck, back to what we were talking about, I mean, how did, how did you get into Balboa Park to December Nights? I'm um, talking to the boss lady up there, and obviously we're a different experience, and they put us right next to like a, a, a stage. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. That's got to be and great. We hit some awesome numbers, not even selling beer or wine, but just selling like hot chocolate, and uh, that was really cool. Lots <laughs> of great exposure at that, because how many people come down to Hundreds it? of thousands. Yeah. Like literally hundreds of thousands. They always say like a quarter of a million. quarter of a million. I'd be surprised if it wasn't a half a million people. It's it's to the point where we'll, we'll if we go Rosie and my son and I will go an hour before, and literally be out like right when the thing starts because it's so nuts. So there's got to be a ton of synergy with both your businesses, right? Doing the catering, going having big events, and then you're like, hey, by the way, if you guys are gonna have beer, I got this cool company. You guys can get this beer for me. How often does that happen where you guys are doing a catering and let them know about you know tap truck and you guys get to do in a sense, double dip on that stuff? Um, quite a bit. Quite a bit. We get to get out there and do that. Um, I'm more of a subtle guy. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you? like... You're well, so subtle it comes, guy. It's weird. You're subtle and you're not subtle. I know. When it comes to like ups, like sales like that, uh -huh. dude, it's on Tap Trucks on Corbin's Q website. Like if you want it, like go right for it. But no, I'm, I, I don't really try to like hustle that stuff. So if you're looking for a great experience, the, the good clients will find both and uh, get both. Of course, like venue, um, venue permitting, like say you have a wedding out in Ramona, of course, barbecue works great at that. And like a beer truck works great too. But then say you're downtown and it's, a, it's you know, the third story, hey, tap truck might not make it up there. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So if I want to get tap, tap truck, what does that, what does that mean? I get six beers on tap. I get 10 beers on tap. I, what am I paying for? Am I paying per person? Uh, how does it work? So different licensees will um, actually quote different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, for, for San Diego here, we do more of a, a per person type of thing. Our miles that we're traveling, um, how many hours you might be having the truck and stuff like that. A big client of ours is a shout out to Omni Resort. 
Really? Up the coast there. And Omni Resort, La Costa? <clears throat> yeah, and they'll sell to some different... It's a five-star resort. Yeah, I forget the different like companies I can't name because they have assigned some things every now and yeah. then. But um, yeah, like some companies that maybe start with like a G and a couple double O's. Nice. Uh, you know, those and alphabet. So, so that, that um, is a hotel and they have their permits and they have all their ABC stuff. So when we pull up, we'll just bring the truck and they'll, we'll connect their kegs. We're just doing a simple truck rental, which is awesome. Cause it's, it's, you know, getting plugged in. We're getting paid for like taking gas up. That's right rad. But then, yeah. But it's the you, experience of having the actual tap truck. Yeah. Like it's not fucking cool to go inside the lobby of the even doesn't matter how fancy the resort is they can bring the event outside and create an experience. And I think that's probably that's that makes a lot of sense. And poolside, you yeah. know the ninth hole side, wherever wherever you need the tap truck, as long as we can fit a vehicle in there, perfect stuff. And you staff it, or do they staff it? Now in that case, um, because it's their ABC permit, um, they have their staff even staffing it, which is awesome. It's way better. Um, and then, yeah, the other cases where we actually pull permits and you pick whatever beer, wine, cider, your heart desires, Sean, and we show up for your lovely, you know, your lovely, uh, what is it? 35th birthday this year? Come on. Yeah. Oh no, I'm going on like 55. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you could have said yes. I could have said yes. I should have said yes. But then, yeah, you pick your favorite stuff and we'll show up and make sure it's all set, all set. And another thing too, you're kind of. Some people might see the bill and be like, whoa, like this is a bit of money. Like I could just go get a keg. Well, perfect. Go get your keg. Understand that you have that liquor liability on you now. Correct. In case one of your guests or a guest of your guest trips in your, you know. I mean, it's not a fraternity and it's not a high school kegger. It's like if you want to actually put on a legitimate event, you come in and you're going to help them put on legitimize the event. I don't know too much about it, but what it sounds like to me is it's more of an experience. Because I, you know, you can go get kegs and then you're over there fucking on the trash can with ice mm-hmm. and pumping this pump and like, you know, pouring it. And it's like, that's not too cool. But if I have six different options yeah. right there and I get to try all these different beers and everyone's kind of standing there talking about it. And it's not just some, you know, truck. It's like a rad old truck. And that's another conversation piece, right? So yeah. it's all these things. And it's like people get to talk about that stuff. And it's it, it differentiates you from another party. Like, man, that was a rad party. We had six beers on tap. We had whatever we wanted. And we were all over there, you know, shooting the shit, talking about beer. So that's that's a cool thing. If you're a fan <coughs> of, if you're a fan of, you know, craft beer, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of uh, vintage Americana, or if you're a fan of classic cars, you're going to be a fan of Top Truck. And right. having that at your biggest day, we're having that at just a simple celebration. Um, why not? That's yeah. rad. That's super cool. How, how do you pick? Do they pick the classic truck, the classic car? For some areas, yeah. Like Tap Truck SD right now, we have four trucks. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you can kind of pick one as long as it doesn't, um, as long as it's not already booked. Wow. But yeah, we have some different colors, different styles. Um, but the licensee. Yeah. When they, do you, do they buy the truck from you with all the taps and everything how does that work uh, i'm a pretty cool guy and no we don't require our licensees to buy trucks through us they can save a buck and work on trucks themselves or mm-hmm. or shoot they can fly on into town and drive off with a 57 that we're getting painted right now nice. fresh off our assembly okay. line and um yeah there's just like so many benefits to like both scenarios too like this 57 once we're done with it we're going to photograph it up make it look all sexy and for you to like find a town, get a turnkey type of business, and, uh, and and take a truck back, that 
I mean, how often in business do you get to uh, invest into a um, into an appreciating asset? That's what an old vehicle is. Yeah. Well, especially why, if it's why, a business. Yeah. Why wouldn't you make them do that? Just mm. curious, because I mean, I know that's a big overhead for you guys to carry. You know, eight different varieties or something that they can choose from. Um, but that way, you have quality control. Do you ever get scared that the person in New England is going to do some janky ass car, not do it right, and the refrigeration isn't right, and the glycol system or whatever system you guys are using isn't right, and they're pouring and it's foamy beer and it's you know quality control would be a little bit more if you sold them. You guys don't want that, or you just kind of want them to have more liberty to do what they want. Um, we like giving them the liberty, but also it's, it's all within our means. Like a different type of licensee is definitely going to fly into town and roll out with a truck. Um, different kind of licensee, maybe a little more hesitant, maybe younger and not, not be able to afford, you know, that extra, that extra buck, um, for something turnkey. And it's just about what kind of capital investment do they need to make to get in on the low side? Um, anywhere from like 50 to like 70k is usually awesome. what you're like looking at so that's great that's yeah it's amazing. pretty friendly it's very friendly well the crazy thing too is our website like shout out to sammy and the rest of our team too but like the the amount of hits we get like i'm getting hits in like places we can't even like fulfill yeah we got hit in johannesburg you know Rad. where you know where that is Derek? <laughs> No, South Africa. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. I, we just got one. We in should like go there. England if you need help, too. I'll go with you. you let's do it. Let's do let's it. <laughs> to the moon. We're driving yeah. the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, our, we're getting hit like around the world, Australia, England, like four events. So whatever we're doing with SEO and stuff, I mean, that's if you're rad. out there listening, serious about this stuff, like the way we push ourselves, um, as we're just some young 28 year olds. Like we are taking this company to the next level. That's so. rad. Good but, for you. You're building a reverse funnel. You're finding ways to optimize your website so that people find you. And they, you also do it on social, which is great. Wherever you're at out there, Google beer truck and let me know who pops up first. That's rad. Good for you. Good job, Sammy. Good job, Sammy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, the coolest thing is that it's, it's not significant amount of investment to get your feet off the ground into i mean literally it's probably cheaper than starting a catering business depending on what kind of scale of catering you wanted to do well what's you know? your roi on that what do you expect people to think they can get their investment back in a year or two or yeah what, something along those lines pretty yeah. good it's all just like most investments it, you get out what you put in sure so i'd rather not get into like the exact numbers you know we can all sign ndas and everyone listening out there right NDAs. but um but yeah, we uh, <laughs> we're hitting some impressive numbers here, and That's it's fantastic, exciting. man! Wow, you got some pretty shoes on, so I guess you guys are doing a little well, real snazzy. I wore my pants today. Yeah, so. I like it. <laughs> well, that, that's awesome, man! I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. Have you guys ever had to like turn anybody down that's wanted to come at you with the, you know, idea or be a licensee, or are you guys pretty much taking whoever you want? Um, yeah, we, we usually start things off with a questionnaire, kind of run through things you know, you, they get a feel for us, we get a feel for them. And yeah, there's, there's definitely been some interesting cats out there. <laughs> what, who, who, who do you think, who do you think has been the most successful out of your licensees? Like, is it somebody that's owned a business before first time business? Maybe have a catering background, an event planning back background, marketing. Tap truck Houston has a marketing background and that gal knows how to get out there and she's crushing it. And I can just tell she has the right attitude. 
Yeah, we have some. Um, we also have uh, so her with, social handles at Tap Truck Houston underscore Houston or something like that. Tap Truck Houston, Rad. just that That's easy. Rad. Um, we have some other ones too that uh, that have like um, one runs a Bruise Cruise out in Raleigh, and so they have like a lot a of Bruise Cruise. Yeah, nice. And then another one in Arizona, they actually have a bartending staffing company. So they saw Tap Truck, started talking to us for a couple months, and we're like, dude, like we like where you guys are going that makes a lot of sense so <laughs> staffing company for uh, i mean you're already doing events now they have two businesses yep. kind of like kind of like the, the farmers markets and and, and the catering mm-hmm. and a restaurant too like the stuff's going hand in hand sure and you're able to again like cross you know cross utilize staff cross utilize i mean you're at an event that's already a warm lead for tap truck okay. how, how often are people wanting you to do the tap truck and then put in something for kids like the chocolate or the hot chocolate or uh you know a cider or a, something like that do people ask for that very often root beer floats yeah um uh yeah quite a bit just really depends on the event and uh, again like we kind of go back to weddings or, or we go back to like corporate events but um dude we've also like done some festivals done some tailgates too and just handled like a simple soft drink stuff Again, it's not the beer truck company; it's the tap truck company. So, right. anything in liquid form, let's tap it, baby. That's awesome. I'm actually thinking about it too, just because we throw a lot of parties at my house, right? And it's always, I'm always getting the coolers full and all the beer and the leftover beer, and you know, getting all the kids and all their little drinks and their Capri Suns and this and that, and making sure that everyone's stocked. Where it's like, dude, I can just call Corbin up and be like give me three different beers and give me two kid drinks and, and we'll be good. And then we don't have to worry about anything else. It's per person and I don't have to worry about the waste and how much beer I have left over. If I didn't get enough beer or whatever, I can yell at you about that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then, then you're not worried about, you know, in case any, any like liquor liability type of stuff too. Right. So we, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't, I'll be calling you. I think we got one in May. We're just going to leave one parked up at your place. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to live out of the back of it, too, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm in. I mean, we got plenty of property, man. We got plenty of property. You can come on in and, and do it. Perfect. Man. Yeah. Oh. Um, so you brought us some sauces today. So I know you guys are kind of changing up your sauces a little bit at Corbin's Q. Can you uh, talk to us about them? I really like the smell of this one. Ooh, the mustard mustard base uh yeah so we're just uh recreating our sauces from scratch and uh we have mm. our sweet one we're trying so to really cool. mimic our sweet one and is it frowned upon if i take a shot of that uh actually i already did earlier so you're good there <laughs> that is good um and then we have our our sweet our spicy and then this mustard one was just kind of a, a little um you know for a bit of fun and we're talking to a guy who can who can you know make it from scratch for so us let's and talk that's, about that that's our next move. Something bottling sauce. I know. I know you reached out to us, and I told you what kind of a pain in the ass we had our experience. How how difficult it is. It's not much fun, but yeah, <laughs> I was gonna try to do it. It's ourselves. not much fun, though. It's not much fun. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce business. You have to be bold. You've got to be very bold. Yeah, I just see like it'd be nice to have something without an expiration date, and and it'd be nice to have something. Yeah. expiration date meaning like barbecue like yeah we have to sell what we make that day correct so here's another like revenue generator and people have always asked for us to bottle it so sure why the heck not absolutely and you got a store that you can sell it at because you're more than welcome to bring it in and we'll sling it here at valley farm for you 
dude, I'm so excited for the day that we get this with all of its ingredients, you know, right. all, all, all the legalities there. And then, yeah, my first stop will be here. So uh, it's going to be cool. We sell more sauce than I ever thought we would sell. And a lot of it comes from people just sitting out here and tasting. So come to the store, sit with a good job, <laughs> dropping shit everywhere. Um, but you come to the store, set up a table, a little barbecue chicken, or you can use crackers and sample the sauces. 50% of the people that try it buy it. Really? So if you're into 300 people, you're selling 150 bottles of sauce that day now you've seen some of my instagram videos with the no shirt and just the yes. apron day is in. that thing you're in wow you can do it there's no rules here no rules no <laughs> rules and you can bring your cold cock wow i won't even be mad at you this is carry. great in my mattress in, <laughs> in my top truck <laughs> perfect <laughs> no that's a good idea though i mean as an entrepreneur you're always trying to figure out ways to create more revenue right and, and you know having a like you said something that's a perishable but it's has a code date for six months to a year is a lot easier to sell than something there there has a expiration date of one day because you don't want to reuse barbecue so that'll be something else that you guys can do there and i think it'd be cool too to take one of these like bubba type of guys and uh and send him out trying to slang some of this stuff yeah i'd rather Kind of a smart movement I want to do is like just building some more like sales salesmen. Salesmen should pay for themselves versus you know s- someone that just is standing behind the counter or not doing as much. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, building the sales division around it because uh, that stuff that sauce will not expire. And then furthermore, um, it, it's not costing as much if it's sitting there. For sure. I know two things that have happened in the sauce business that I hear nightmares about. Um, one is being too small to fill orders and two is having those orders and overshooting how much you want to sell. So what happened to one of my buddies, phenomenal sauce, award winning, blah, 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 right? Every accolade you can think of goes into Costco. They want it. They say, okay, here's what we want. Here's how many cases we want. Perfect. So he makes all the cases, they sell out. He goes, okay, you gotta expand it. We want to roll you out in every Costco west of the Mississippi. It's like, game on. Goes out, pulls out leases. He's into it for one and a half to $2 million of all of his equipment. He's running it. They're doing good for the first three months. Three months stops. Costco says, okay. It's been nice. We want it, but we want it for 75 cents cheaper a bottle. And he's like, well, that's where my profit is. They're like, well, then, okay, we don't want it anymore. Well, now guess what? You have a lease on all this equipment, and you're in the hole $1 million to $1.5 million because Costco is now fucking you and not allowing you to, to do it. They're, they're grabbing you by the dick and saying, give it to us for this, or we don't want it anymore. Then he had to say, okay, my sauce was great. I used great ingredients. Now i got to try to cut a corner to try to figure out how to make money. And then your sauce isn't as good anymore. So you kind of have to figure out where you're, where you want to be. Do you want to be big or do you want to be just where you're at and have someone else? It's your recipe. Have someone else make it and then just roll it out, you know, throughout the community. You can make some money there. After much thought, it's definitely that second one. Have someone else, um, have someone else uh, do it because that takes a lot of the burdens off my back. Not to mention like just rolling down to like 
just trying to work with the health department on this. Like you walk in that place and it was <laughs> Did like, you say work with the health department. Yeah, it was that like, hey, happen. like, what am I supposed to do it here? Like, and they're just like, oh, like you gotta like fill out like this stuff online. And well, the half of the time they don't know what you have to fill out. Seriously, I mean, that's that's part of the issue. I mean, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get into the sauce business, uh, I highly recommend checking out our show notes. But we interviewed Dave Raymond um, at NBBQA and Deuce. Um, those guys, Sweet Baby Ray's, obviously everyone knows Sweet Baby Ray's, but um, the amount of golden nuggets that they told us about creating a, a sauce brand and a sauce business. And we also had Sauce Goddess on, but part of it is reaching out to mentors, to people that have done it before. Um, what, have, what has been your path of helping, trying to find new information so that you don't have to go and make all these mistakes? Well, started off with a good friend, the Sean guy. He's all right in my book. <laughs> um, you you gave me a good guide there. I like, yeah. talked to some guys. I like asked around to some other stuff, and then uh, I'm finding a supplier who already does like some orders with Vons and um, Costco. So I feel comfortable with that guy. Um, it's been a slow like process, and like me having to reshape my recipes to like get the cost to where we want them. Yeah. Um, because there's some ingredients that costed like a really pretty penny. Sure. I don't know. First off, I don't know if people well, really small batch versus scaling. Yeah. You know, you've got to figure out how is this going to work? Where's it going to be made? What's the production facility look like? And exactly what you said, how much is it going to cost to get this stuff in? If you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. Are they going to get the same ingredients that you're going to get? So I trust this guy. I feel good with him. Um, and, and we'll see how it plays out. All I hope is that people will see this, uh, see this good old brand, this good old <laughs> mug, and go, hey, maybe I'll give that a try. And we have a funny little bio that I think kind of encompasses my story that will be on the bottle, too. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. So now that Corbin's Q has your face as the logo, does that mean that you can never shave your beard? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Did you never think of that? I guess so. Man, <laughs> you guys are putting me on the spot here. I think the nicest thing is I can shave this. I can shave this beard, and then only like the close ones will know like <laughs> who I am. And you the can stories. go incognito, Corbin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's it's part of the marketing, and it's it's all that. But beards grow back. You know, it, it doesn't take too long for you to grow that beard. I don't imagine how long it take. Uh, this Eight months is, to get that length. Long? I got married, and I pretty much just let the body go. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. We appreciate your honesty. I got married August uh, 2015, and I've been growing this thing since like October 2015. How does your wife feel about it? She, she f- feels she, poked by it at she, times. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a super cool gal. Um, very supportive How's she doing? lady. Um, I think she's gonna keep me around another week. Good yeah, for you. So, yeah, that's that's key right that's there. That's a positive. Um, she's good. She's a school teacher, and uh, mm-hmm. this is her first year doing that, and uh, been kind of a, a fun journey for her there too. Um, at the same time, her husband was starting a restaurant, so right. last year was definitely a risky business type of year. Uh, but you know, you got to take leaps like this, and. Uh, I guess I'm one of the sicker cats. <laughs> What's the uh, growth plan for Tap Truck? Um, Just keep going where, you, where you're going and go international and put out as many as you can out in the United States? Or are you guys wanting to kind of control more? Are you wanting to be a part of it? Or are you just 
letting it be licensed out and doing license out um there's definitely some demands in some different areas so again if you're out there listening to this or have a friend like dude take a take a peek at taptruckusa.com um because it doesn't hurt to you know start the conversation um a lot of uh a lot of leads a lot of uh money's out there right now and uh be part of the movement so you have four trucks here mm-hmm. in a town like houston you said there's a, a lady there that's doing it yeah what if someone else in houston wanted to do it as well with it being as big as it is can it warrant another truck um yeah absolutely um and tiffany out there is already asking about another truck <laughs> <Nice>. uh, <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah once an area is licensed it's it's exclusive to that licensee okay too so you, like, is there a square mileage? How does that even work? Um, we we run it through an algorithm based on uh, based on population and potential and, and the type of industry that might be there, too. Okay. Whether it be, like, more wedding-based, just fun stuff like that to kind of get to get to a breakdown to uh, to get get the area sold to you. That's good. That's good. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of people out there wanting to do something like that, and it's... You know, like we talked about earlier, it's not a ton of money to, to start up yeah. and get your ROI back. And if you put in the work and you're doing an event every week and, you know, do people... I've made a lot of mistakes. Let yeah. me tell you, we've made a <laughs> lot of mistakes. And that's really like the value because we are going to save our, we save our team, our family, like a, a lot of those headaches and mistakes Absolutely. that we've done. Well, I mean, I think that's the most attractive part about it. You know, just thinking about our listeners and people that have reached out to us who have listened to this podcast is, you know, they, they love barbecue or they love food and they, they want to get into the catering business or possibly open up a restaurant or the event business. And this is a easy way to get in to start understanding how all these special events work and you can still work on your cra- your barbecue craft but it helps you with all of the issues that you run into because you've already you've already dealt with them just about every headache we we can have <laughs> just about seen. every headache yeah, yeah right. but um <clears throat> but yeah there's always a surprise always room for more oh yeah um but yeah we just we're we're able to work work st- you you can do so much yourself. You do so much more as a team. So so tell us about the restaurant and the taps within the restaurant. I so uh, when you guys first visited me, we were just building that beer system, and it's kind of a feat of engineering. It's a hundred and one feet uh, draw. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! To the opposite end of the restaurant, and we built it all ourselves. Wow! Because we have the knowledge. Why not? <laughs> right. That is not exciting. That's a long draw. We have 12 beers on tap, and then we're about to uh, hopefully expand our bar here shortly. Really? And uh, yeah, 47? A garage. No, like a garage door to the outside. Oh, so, nice. Like, we have some people can just sit on Alcone Boulevard drinking a beer, <laughs> watching the riffraff go by, you know? Riffraff? Pretty similar to uh, Spring nice. Valley. Pretty similar to Troy Street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So do you ever, like, link up with breweries to, like... Do any breweries want like exclusive rights for the, you know, tap truck, or do you guys work out deals that way? How does that work? Um, that's more individualized. Yeah. Uh, we we have deals that we work with here in San Diego, and that's what we coach our licensees up. Um, they're not they're not we're not in like talks with like cores or something. Right. Maybe someday. Sure. Maybe someday that can be lots of fun. But until uh, till that day. Uh, more of an individual type of coaching to and you have to go get your kegs obviously they don't deliver them you Um, gotta go pull up and based on the license like here i have the restaurant so everything gets delivered to the restaurant there you go 
and then yeah it's kind of fun stuff making that abc like stuff come together here um in california but we did it you guys yeah. are booked out every week yeah even like uh like once once uh even through this off season that we have had a wedding last uh last saturday it's Easy. Rad. terrible weather just pull <laughs> up and pour beer still making money <laughs> can great. you uh can you give our listeners a little bit of insight into tri-tip because we have a lot of people that listen all over the world and they love barbecue but tri-tip something that obviously we all here in california hold dear to our heart but your uh your background is something that excites us about the tri-tip story so whenever i get to hang out with you awesome guys and we're doing the barbecue festivals that you put on del mar in um, spring valley uh, I'd serve only tri-tip and garlic bread usually, and that's because I'm from San Luis Obispo, which is really um, the heart of uh, Santa Maria-style barbecue up there, and uh, it's what I grew up with, and I do it very traditionally over red oak with garlic-based seasonings, um, and I don't care. Uh, it, yeah, it's a little garlic salt, a little, uh, little garlic, and then... Um, and then good old uh, pepper, just mm-hmm. that easy as I throw that over the grill. And then I do it a little differently from you smoker folks. I am, I'm doing a nice sear, a nice grilling, searing, somewhere in that area. And then once I'm feeling things to a certain point, I'm getting every side of it too. So you have it down one side, you may flip it over like a pancake, you know, and then hey, <coughs> you're gonna get like the edges of the pancake because this isn't flat like a pancake. You got some other like sides that you can make sure you sear everything in and then from there i can usually like take it and let it like smoke out all the while i usually am throwing a little wine on it a certain type of wine i like <coughs> it, catches, wine. it catches preferably yeah <laughs> it catches a uh, smoke gets out to that certain level and um i can i do a try tip in about 45 minutes 45 minutes so that's some speedy stuff there but that is how we do it here with santa maria style <coughs> And you find a lot of success with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's incredible. Thing. Well, thanks. It's I, fucking incredible. I think I can do it blindfolded now. I believe that. I totally believe that. What do you sell the most of at the restaurant? Um, tri-tip or samplers. Because we're young, like a young restaurant, just a little over a year, everybody still rolls in there like kind of wide-eyed. And, <clears throat> and you're like, all right, that it's their first time like in here. You're like, welcome. Like, I suggest you get a sampler. Like, there's, you know, it's got everything on it just in case half the meat's terrible. You know, there's <laughs> probably still something good on there. Yeah. And they laugh and then they order it and they try it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then. So getting them to laugh is part of the hospitality that you serve? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I also have these wanted posters on the front of our, and it's like a lost dog and it's got like my like logo on it. Yeah. And people <laughs> roll through and they're like, hey, like, is that you on the door? And I go, no, it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you found me. You get the reward. You get some barbecue. Um, but yeah, tri tip is just spot on. Tri tip sandwich is like our next best seller. Uh, we make awesome baby back ribs, and then I'm doing those. Those are again about like that 30, 45 minute more like grilling type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I finish steaming them off in some apple juice. So, a Santa Maria style grill, for those that might not know out there, it can raise and lower in height, and it is uh, open grill. Uh, so you're really just only doing things on one side. It's one of the harder ways to barbecue. You get a lot of weather or wind, whatever's happening or how you're cooking over the, the actual flame. 
um, all, all these factors vary in with how you're uh, going to accomplish your barbecue well. Um, so, so how do you train somebody else to do barbecue like you do? Just get out there and do it. <laughs> uh, burn, burn, sear the beard a sear little, the beard. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, they, they got to watch me do it like a bit and stuff like that. And then it's like crazy. Once you get to the level like that we're at, like I'll just like roll out into the dining room and be like, Ooh, like something's just about to like burn right now. And yeah. you like got it. You just like build this automatic clock. I'm 28 right now, but we, we ran the math like a couple months ago and it, I'm probably at like 12,000 hours now just yeah. in like my five years of like basically barbecuing every, every uh, day. And it started with a dream of just slanging barbecue at La Jolla at La Jolla. That was your first farmer's market. Yeah. Wow. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> you don't do La Jolla anymore? No more La Jolla. We just do two now. Okay. Um, markets can have, markets here in San Diego can have some different uh, market managers. Um, you don't really need a degree to be a market manager. Yeah. Um, and so there's some really successful ones and there's uh, there's some ones that have really like gone downhill. And so, uh, yeah. Gone downhill because of why? Um. It's all about foot traffic and getting people in there, new fresh faces, and uh, you know they're they're supposed to market the market and do yeah. a good job there, uh, as where you're supposed to show up and have some awesome food and an awesome experience for people. Uh, so when those when those factors don't all come together, then uh, I don't know if I'll do this market as much anymore. Good. I mean, to be able to cut down and do to do your restaurant, do your caterings, <clears throat> and then tap truck. I think you're pretty. Uh, hooked up solid so are you uh wanting to do any more restaurants or are you good where you're at right now that's that's a good question more along the personal lines um yeah like a lot of people go hey like is it time you you gonna do this type of stuff like actually to be frank like no not at all yeah like i have to build this thing like perfect this right. stuff has to be like everything has to be dialed um from front to the back and and uh, until i reach that point I'm a, I'm a, you know, keep squeezing those lemons. That's yeah. what we always say. Everyone wants to have 10 lemon trees, but when they had one lemon tree, they didn't squeeze all the lemon juice out of it. So you just got to squeeze all those, that lemon juice out of that one and make sure it's running proficient and, and perfect. And then, then you can move on to another one. Absolutely. And hats off to you and what you're doing. So excited for your shop, uh, coming up down there. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. It's, uh, you know, obviously there's, some different things that uh, come into play with things that I don't have control over because I absolutely despise uh, architects and lawyers and stuff. But, um, you know, it's coming together and it's just part of the, the growth and making sure things are going. And I'm really excited to go serve that community. Fighting the good fight. Always. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. So any, anything coming up? Anything you want to promote? I mean, we'll put everything in everything we talked about in the show notes, but you guys have anything uh, on the agenda? tap truck out there um barbecue sauces coming soon yeah and then uh yeah if you haven't been by the shop or you have some friends or family that haven't been by the shop come check out corbin's Q. awesome look so forward to showing it off and we almost have like a museum type of wall i love it like it's uh it's got a lot of good old it's antiques got a good on it. personality yeah absolutely so uh our social shout out this week is going to go to old road bbq um, cooking up 100% wood smoked barbecue on Canada's east coast local meat, independent beer good people, small town, no shortcuts 
um, Old Road Barbecue has been tagging us behind the smoke in his post, so we appreciate that. Um, Canada, maybe he needs a tap truck. I don't think you have any tap trucks in Canada yet. Not yet, baby. Yeah. All right, well, he'll uh, he'll reach out to you. Um, we'll send out that Behind the Smoke mug. We appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast, and uh, go check out Corbin's Q. See ya. Guys, thanks so much. <laughs>